Welcome to the Mosaic Marriage Podcast. And if you know anything about mosaics, you know they represent things that were once broken but were beautifully put back together. So you know it's got to be good. We bring real and honest dialogue from a husband and wife's perspective. From the good, the bad, and everything in between, we share how God can take brokenness and make a beautiful mosaic. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the, the Mosaic, Mosaic Marriage Podcast. Podcast. Hey, we're back again. Back at it. And this time we're joined with my very best friend, other than my husband, <laughs> um, since the ninth grade and her husband, Ebony and Vander. Welcome to our episode. We're so happy y'all are here. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank happy y'all to be for, here. Thank y'all for having us. Yes, of course, I couldn't let a season another season go by without my best friend on this. Like, she has to join um, our podcast so we can have some good couples talk. Uh, so Vander, Ebony, if you want to introduce yourselves to our audience, let us know a little bit about yourselves. Yes, I'm Ebony Breland. I'm married to the wonderful Vander Breland. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> we met at uh, Prayer View a University in the engineering department. He um <laughs> he took my number to help me get into an organization, but he never <laughs> ever told me when the meetings was. I told you one time. <laughs> I, t- I told you one time. I think. <laughs> yeah, so we so we uh definitely started out as friends and everything, and uh <laughs> yeah, nah, she ain't had no time for me. Don't let her put don't let her put that out there like that. I was very busy. I already mm-hmm. was talking to someone else, but um. I eventually Vander was to, like I need her yes <laughs> I, I asked her to go get ice cream and I told she said she was at work and she was busy I said I'll just bring the ice cream up there and sit with you at work she said she ain't have time I said well you at work anyway so that's when I was like man ain't ain't that busy see I was going to school Monday through Friday working Friday and Saturday and I went home on the weekend so I was busy <laughs> I would have brought the ice cream. <laughs> I see. I see. You was being persistent, man. Yeah, you was trying to get that. Yeah. So uh, I'm Vander Breland. Um, like my wife already mentioned, we met at a uh, Previanum University. Uh, our first day was actually at Subway because I was walking by and I was talking to my friend. Said I'm going to get some Subway, and I had offered to take her to get something to eat one time before, and she turned me down. But this time, I guess she was hungry, and yeah. she said she was going to come. <laughs> I had I I wasn't actually directly talking to her at this time. Yeah. But she said, Hey, I'm coming with you. And I wasn't gonna turn her down. So we ended up going to Subway. So that that, that was actually actually our first day. So uh we we've been married about five years now, going on five years now. Mm -hmm. So uh I think it was a good subway date. Yes, from that day I knew (laughs) I knew he was the one from that day. We we went on a first date May eighth yeah, yeah may 8th and then started dating like may 15th yeah and there you go man that was the best subway you never <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was it y'all should have had like little subway um napkins or something at the way <laughs> <laughs> we actually go to subway every anniversary yeah of That's the cool. of that dating and we have uh two little boys uh vander jr Asher, they're very little. We started Two. out early. One and three. Mm-hmm. Man, they got some energy. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, we are. We, we know how that goes. Yeah. We know how that goes. <laughs> and Ebony and Vander are the godparents of our children, and we're the godparents of their children. Well, one set yes. of godparents for their children. So, um, yeah, so we have our hands full. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. No more babies. <laughs> No. Oh God, no. <laughs> oh, I would I would die. I know. I know. <laughs> um, so thank you again for joining us. We'll move on to our hot topic. Let's get it. So this one's not really a hot topic, more of a question. This question mm-hmm. has come up um when I was with a group of women and I just thought I want to hear what other people think about this. So um there's so many marriage related reality shows out there would y'all ever do a reality show and if so like what kind would it be like a real housewives would it be like a married to engineering would it be like a, <laughs> uh, engaged to engineering engage. yeah. engineering uh, entanglement exactly <laughs> <laughs> but no i was to be like a boring reality yeah show. i i I mean, if they gonna pay me, I probably do it. Cause, you know, they paying me, so I, I would do it. But I don't think nobody will watch it. Cause, yeah, uh, I'm gonna be doing the same thing they doing. They gonna come home and watch me watching TV. Yeah, it'll be like those, uh, those TLC ones, just a family life, no drama. Yeah, because normally during the week, it's we come home, be with the kids, eat, work out work, a little bit. Yeah, and then go to church. bed. Church. Yeah. yeah. They'll get a whole bunch of church, so that'll be good. Yeah. They get saved. <laughs> the world needs it. You right? might as well yes. get saved when you're watching a reality TV show. Yes. All right. All the shows just be full of so much drama. I know. Would you do it, mister? Of course I would not. <laughs> I can't stand the shows, man. I can't. I, I don't understand why people like to sit around watching other people. That's, um, I I completely agree. That that that's why Darren, my boy. That's because we. <laughs> I complete. I completely agree with hey, that. Hey, I love me some uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta, married to Madison. <laughs> she, be, she and that's why she, she's my girl. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she'll start watching it and she'll be mad. I'm like, why are you mad at these? You don't even know them. They're so messy. <laughs> like, why are you mad? <laughs> See, I could do one, mm-hmm. but it would depend. Like. I was telling Darian, I'd have to be like the executive producer or something. I'd have to control what came out, right? The narrative, Of course, yeah. they either want to make you to be like the villain or mm-hmm. something. I don't want that. So I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think I'd want one that's centered around marriage though, because I feel like reality shows kill marriages. Yes, they do. I don't want it to be mine. You yeah. Know? Like one marriage dies on every reality show, at least one. Yeah. I don't need it to be mine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like them, man. I mean, this just be, I mean, like, there's always some kind of drama. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't want people all up in my business. Exactly. Like, yeah. my and people head. think they know you. Ugh. I can't yeah, do all that drama. I ain't about, I'm not about to be low key. I'm not about to fight with you or fuss with you over something that don't really matter. I'm just, okay, you won. I'm gone. I'm going to do what I want to do anyway. So, <laughs> but I mean, I would do, like, I, I wouldn't do a reality show, but maybe I do, like, like, you know, they got those shows, like, on Food Network and stuff, where they just, like, follow you around uh, as you eat and stuff. Like, you're trying out different <laughs> oh. foods and stuff like that. Oh, I that. think I'd be down for something like that. We about to hit, like, the top 50 wing places in the United States. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. Hey, no, I would do that, because that's, that's my dream, is to go around eating everybody's food. 
Like, <laughs> that's why I love the Disney place, uh, Epcot, because they got foods from around the world. Yeah, that's yeah. that's my favorite ride right there. The the the, 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 <laughs> buffet, favorite ride. the buffet ride. That's not like that one. Lord. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, hey Vanda, we're gonna have to go go out and do that then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Ride around. Just we're ride have around to pitch eating. that to the food network. We're gonna pitch that show to the food network so at least we can get paid. Like y'all can get paid to Yes. Eat. Oh free and get food and getting paid. Mm-hmm. See now right? that's a dream job. Mm-mm. That's a dream. That's the one. <laughs> So talking about dream jobs leads us to our main topic where we're going to be talking about career choices that affect the family. So do you think um, or, you know, do you consult with your spouse before you make a career decision, you know, like accepting a promotion or changing a job, uh, changing schedules? Um, You know, do you guys do you consult with your spouse or is that just something that you go ahead and just take on and tell tell them afterwards yeah because well whenever you know in these marriage groups that i'm in some people are like well it's my my career it's me 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 like but i'm like well it's not all about you but when it it kind of is at the same time when it's your career so what do y'all think ebony and vander do you guys consult with each other on major decisions um surrounding your career well we're starting to consult each other now because at the beginning of our relationship we uh we were just like this is what we came for school for we're going out for our job no matter how far we are we're getting it even um as he stated we uh started dating in may that summer he went about 10 hours away to it yeah to an internship for the summer and then uh Luckily, the next summer I went with him, but uh, I finished out my last year at PV while he was out there and we got married, still on distance, living apart. And then um, eventually I came after we, uh, after a year, I came about uh, in the panhandle in Texas, Texas panhandle with him and was fortunate enough to work for the same company. Now... We end up getting pregnant and we didn't think about a decision then when we had the opportunity to move back to Houston. I was given the opportunity to move back first and that was a crazy decision because we didn't think about it at all. Like I signed the papers the same day. Yeah. I think that then it was more so, so like she was saying earlier, when we first uh, started dating, first got married, we were, th- it was just kind of us two and we knew we could work out whatever the issue, whatever the issue is. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of yeah. say, Hey, this, this is happening, but it was, was kind of happening so fast. So we'll say, Hey, this is happening. Uh, this is kind of what we need to do, but it wasn't like a sit down and talk and kind of same thing with uh, when she was talking about, she got the opportunity to move back to Houston first and uh while I was still in Borger um it, it, then we're mainly just focused on okay we're we're pregnant now we got to make sure the baby's all right and uh let's try to see if we can get her back to Houston where what uh like family support system because it's going to be we're going to have a little baby we need some help there so it wasn't mainly talking yeah. about um hey the career is it how is it really affecting us it's yeah. kind of it's kind of happening so we're kind of going with, going with it but uh this last move that so i can say from kind of w- what happened there um we talked about it but i think we have to 
as spouses and husband wives, we have to be willing to not only talk about it, but actually heed and actually pay attention and listen to what your spouse is saying more so than just talk about it just to say you talked about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you can talk about it all day, but if you don't actually take into account or act weigh real, out the pros and cons. Yeah, because I, I found, so what, what we're talking, I had the opportunity this time, so I was in Houston, and it was a, the job role was different than what I was used to uh, back when I was in Border. So I found another job role thinking it was kind of the same as what it was uh, when I was in Border. Uh, but it, it turned out not to be exactly that. But we, I did ask her about it before moving. Kind of say, hey, this is kind of something that's coming up. But uh, she did, she did have some re- reservations. But at the time, I was like, man, I really want to do this. This is something I think will help out. But I should have should have listened to those reservations because sometimes, you know, that there's a uh, perfect will of God and there's permissive will of God, mm-hmm. and sometimes that permissive will. It's just because you keep asking. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the same thing with, with your spouse. I mean, that they're, they're because they love you, they're not just gonna say, No, you're not you can't do that. They'll if they'll give you the yeah, you may not want to do it, or did you think about this, you think about that, and you just keep coming back with answers like, Yeah, I thought about that, I thought about this, but did you actually weigh it out? Can you actually hear what they're saying between the words that they're saying? It's kind of what what I discovered in that move. So it, it it was a it was a different experience. I can say I can say that. Yes, and let me give you guys a, a quick little background. We're both chemical engineers. We uh, started at entry level positions, and he's like the we've changed different job roles. Uh, maybe every year and a half, we change different job roles. So, and we work for the same company. So that's that's a luxury. That's yeah. a mm-hmm. that's a plus. That's a yes. So that's good. So I mean, with with what you were saying, Vander and Ebony. So, um, with not, I guess, did y'all have any negative stuff that you had to maneuver through because yes. of the decisions that y'all were making? <laughs> yes. And how did y'all deal with that? The first time I was pregnant and I moved back to Houston, thinking that he'll be there right after me. It took us six months y'all six months yeah six seven months <laughs> yes i'm sh- sending him baby bumps and you know going to doctor's appointments he was flying out i think once a month yep. trying to come to each appointment as he could and it was that was that was hard I'm, well actually the time when we were getting married like just remember i I'm, yeah. i missed being apart trying to get the wedding and stuff planned i ended up missing like the cake testings and some of the, the event, food yeah, testings, food testings the and some planning. of the events. But that was good on my part. I can just plan out the whole way that I I just need but, his checkbook then. That was messed up. <laughs> I just need the money. But, but that baby bump was kind of... The baby bump, that was crazy. It was first pregnancy, so I don't have nobody rubbing my back and stuff. But I was lucky enough to stay with my parents. They take care of me better than he could in Borger, though. <laughs> Borger was rough. <laughs> Boiler was rough uh, with, with the the weather. I mean, it, it gets negative degrees, and she's already cold. Mm-hmm. And it, it, we just wanted to make sure we got back down. And uh, that's six months apart. I, when we first happened, we thought it was gonna be a few, maybe a few weeks. Okay, it was yeah. a few weeks. And the, the weeks turned to months, and the months almost became a year. And then eventually, we said we got to do something. So yes. 
Uh, I was thankful. I think he moved in, moved to Houston maybe two months before I had yes. the baby. So yep. that was, mm-hmm. oh, that was hard. Yeah. But that's a lot a lot of stuff that y'all had going on like back to back to back. Yes. Yeah, like a lot like, of big a lot of big things both in your career mm-hmm. and then personally with your marriage and then being pregnant and all that stuff. That's a lot that y'all had to, you know, figure out while dealing with distance and job roles and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, being new in your career and being newly married, now about to be new parents mm-hmm. and Yes. You know, you're trying to figure all the new stuff out at the same time. Yes. Um, how did y'all deal with that? Like, even just moving away, how did y'all? Yes, like, uh, we had another rough patch. And it was very, it was a very strained, yeah. very hard strain on our marriage. It was just so overwhelming when I had uh, Evan. So I had two babies. We started off working at the same plant. We was working. I was riding with him to work, and that's when he wanted to so spread his wings. The, the <laughs> first time when that first move, she was working in Conroe, and I had had the opportunity to come back and start working in Baytown. So well, that was happening. But when she got pregnant with Evan, uh, they transitioned her to the same plant I was at, which I had been there about about probably about what a year, mm-hmm. a year at that plant then, and uh. Yeah, that that that's when I, I was like, man, I, there's something out there that's what I want to do. But this is when I was talking about earlier where you have to actually listen and hear the words that they're saying. Like, well, see, hear what their heart is saying more so than them just saying, what did you think about this, think about that? Sometimes they're really saying that I don't know if this is a good move for you without just coming right out and saying it. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a... It was a a strain. It was, it was such a tough time because he was working longer hours and I had to drive myself to work like a normal person. But <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you know, I was trying to just juggle my life. I have two kids now. I have a full-time demanding job, a new position, and it was it was hard to adjust. I think hard. one of the hardest things about that adjustment came like later in that uh later in the year when um uh we had just had Evan so he was still a baby um Van was still young and then I had to work a ton around and what that means is I was essentially and I was working nights so I was working about 16 hours a night so every night I wasn't there for about two months I, I was gone for 16 hours out of the day for about two months and get one day get off one every day two off. weeks yeah one day off every two and weeks so that was that was so hard y'all I was, so she she was tired because uh every night she would be there with the kids and trying to put them to bed get them a bath make sure they get some need and uh i'll I come in in the morning time and kind of like be with the kids a little bit but then she would have end up having to go to work so she's gonna fall all night and has to wake up and try to go to work mm-hmm. so it was a it was a strange time and we we both kept thinking man why why, why did i make that move yes <laughs> the whole the whole the time the whole time it's like why lord please please help us help us <laughs> think, we prayed a lot we I, prayed a lot i think well i think what really helped us like through that time is kind of like during the time when yeah because of the stress, we were arguing a lot, but it got to the point where it was like, okay. The, we wasn't even the, talking a lot. Yeah. We didn't see each other that much. It, it, it got to the point where, like, okay, we need to actually sit down and just talk, you mm-hmm. know? Like, not not sugarcoat talk. I mean, don't, like, like, actually lay everything out on the table 
and sit down and work through what can be done mm-hmm. with the present situation. Mm-hmm. Rather than trying to figure out how you're going to get out the present situation and keep fighting to get out. Yeah. What can you do in this prison? Like, how, what can we do right now to at least ease it? What to ease what's going on? And we, like we talked about, yeah, we need to make sure we set out time just for us. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we got kids and we got jobs and stuff like that, but we need to set time, like dedicated time just for us. We may not even do anything, like we may not even go out in the town or something like that, but we may just sit, run a movie. Watch show. Yeah. Binge watch something. Yeah, get candy. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was one of the things that came out of that. I think like... Making our marriage a priority. Because yeah. we put it on the back burner. That was like, we was like, we we don't still be married. So that's in the back, you know? Yeah. Handles yeah, the work. And, you know. it, it's, not a, it's not a given that you got. Like, you can't just take marriage for granted. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, both because both of us were Christians, so you know, most time Christians be like, yeah, I don't believe in divorce. I mean, and that that's that's good, but I mean, don't hey, mean you can neglect. Yeah, I mean, you can just neglect the the your spouse one hundred percent. That that's that's not in the Bible either. So it's not you gotta you gotta balance it. You yeah. can't just neglect the entire marriage just for uh, saying working. oh they're gonna be here. Just yeah. taking we took it totally for granted. We was like it's not even on the back burner. We don't even have it thought <laughs> out. Like we wasn't even, yeah, even thought yeah, out. It was it was yeah. It was last that's a good word. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And that's a good reminder, mm-hmm. like you said, you know, just because we I know that you're gonna be here doesn't mean that I can, you know, just just let it be. That's that's no excuse for being in, in a miserable position mm-hmm. or a miserable marriage yeah. or anything like that. To get complacent and just mm-hmm. yeah, just just to be in there. But I, I wanted to go back um a little a little bit to how you guys were talking about it being a strain and stuff like that. Like how in, individually, like Ebony, you kind of touched on it, like how you felt mm-hmm. um after he made that decision. Um, I guess to did you have resentment? Like, yeah. were you angry? Oh, I was, I was so angry. I was, I was like, like, you're making so you my gonna, life. You harder. just gonna accept the position, knowing I don't want you to accept the position. So that's what we doing now. You know, that's what I would have reacted. But no. I know, I know you're not like me. Yeah, I never wanted to hold them back on career goals because when we got out there, we was like, oh, we can, we can do great things in this company. We can move up, you know. And we knew that you have to, you know, change different roles and do tough jobs. I, at Conroe, that was my toughest job, my toughest role. And I knew that I was like, if he gets something he don't like, he just going to have to deal with it and keep going. But, man, this was... <laughs> <laughs> Those hours, I was like, I, didn't, yeah. I was like, no. Because, you know, it's, it's almost easy to juggle one kid, but two... And a career that was just a big adjustment for me, and then I was felt like I was doing it alone, and and we so, were selling our house and buying a new one. Like it was, it was so much going on. We always doing too much at yeah. one time. So <laughs> for, for me, I I was feeling like uh, when I first made the move, I was like, well, I mean, I'm here now. I'm trying to. I got two kids now. I'm trying to make sure that I'm able to provide for them and set like set up stuff so i was feeling at first i was feeling okay i'm doing the right thing but as it went on i was like man i'm then i began to feel like as i'm spending 16 hours at work never really seen we had just had the had evan never really getting to spend time with him at all never getting to spend time didn't even know who he was yeah like for a while he really because i i wasn't at home like my my son now sometimes i pick up my backpack 
he thinks I'm about to go like forever. Yeah, like, like man, he he cries yeah. and stuff sometimes. It was it was really hard on them. Yeah, too. so see, seeing all that, man, it makes you think like, man, I really made a uh maybe a, a bad decision here, and you know you. you even you guys kind of live, you got to live with it at that point. You got to suck it up and you got to live with it. Even though like you feel all the pressure, it, feel all the pressure from your family, what they're going through, and, you know, you putting them through this and you can't change it. Mm-hmm. Is it like, you can't just stop. You want to stop putting them through, but you can't because you still got to go to work. You're in this thing now. And the only thing you can do is try to find the time like i was saying i had about what eight hours a day yeah to try to find the time to be with them sleep eat and do the normal things you got to do so it it was a a pressure on my on my end and as well as somewhat of guilt like i i understand that hey i may have messed this situation up (laughs) but a a good thing i did i stopped being negative because yeah and i started like playing planning like special outings for us to do every time he was off like just two hours to do something then he had to go to sleep like you know he working Mm -hmm. two weeks and one day off so i I would plan like special things like i think we went to galveston and Mm -hmm. then went to like a pumpkin patch like just different things like that and that really helped yeah yeah so we've kind of dealt with that too uh, with darian's career and you know, I've always been super supportive of him doing just like you guys. Like, hey, let's chase our goals. Yeah. I'm never going to tell you not to do what, I, what you love to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but with 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 our infidelity that happened, oh, his career had to change. His outlook on it had to change. And he had to do things he didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, uh, sorry, sir. <laughs> you want to go do what now? Nope, can't do it. And it was, I didn't care. Like, I didn't care if it was going to help him or not. Uh-huh. Um, and he understood that, okay, I lost these privileges of you being super supportive. But after we got over that hump and he did, you know, we I was okay with him moving around and going to different um, departments and different, you know, just moving around some, he would choose different shifts and schedules. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Why would you do that? Like, but, but I mean, at the same time, yeah, yeah, everything she said is true in that sense about you know but i always i have always been one to kind of you know to talk to her about making a career change or changing a position or changing a shift like i've always consulted with her Mm -hmm. before i've done it Mm -hmm. but at the same time for some of it like for some of the shifts and stuff like you know i'd work like evening shift but i'd have like bad days off you know like tuesday and wednesday off or something like that so i'd be like look there's a night shift spot that's coming open and i got saturday sunday off so i'm like in the long run you know that's going to be better because now i'll be off the same days as you Mm -hmm. so you know like depending on what season we were in what season we're in you know sometimes me being off certain days or working a certain time works better with our schedule as a whole especially right now (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And, like, and like Vander was saying about, you know, feeling that guilt. Like I, I've, I've been there too. It's like, man, like I can't go to, you know, different things, you know, that there's like Drayden and Danica's, you know, different things they may have going on or different friends, like, you know, minivans, birthday parties mm-hmm. or something, you know, that, that's going to fall on a Saturday while I'm at work. You know, you start to feel bad when you're not mm-hmm. able to go to those yeah. things and not be able to be there, you know, for all those different kinds of things. So I definitely get it. Yeah, but I, like I said, I, Ebony and me are complete opposites. So this is probably why we're best friends. But, <laughs> uh, 
uh, he would come home and complain like after he switched the shifts. And I'm like, you did it. Like, I don't know what you're complaining about. Like, you, you did it. Oh, she did that too. I did that too. She did that too. Didn't change your shift, so I don't want to hear it. Or oh, I hate this thing. Like you changed. Like you, you did it. Yeah. Sorry, Charlie. Like, like now nah, you want to go. Yeah, you want to go. Yes, you sister. <laughs> I gotta be petty for uh, at least a minute. <laughs> so yeah, we totally understand that. Like everything y'all are going through, it. I guess probably most, a lot of marriages probably deal with it, yeah. especially young marriages as you're figuring out your career. Mm-hmm. You're, um, in the, like, especially when, like, we got married at 23, so we were still finding ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, who the heck are we as adults? You know, what do we really want to do with our degrees and everything like that? So, and then when you bring in kids, you're just like rethinking your career yeah. goals and does it make sense? And so, what advice would y'all give? To other couples out there dealing with something like this i like how you said uh you have to rethink career goals because before we had kids i was like yeah i can i can be this i can be that and then when uh when i had them i was like i want a flexible work schedule i want a better work-life balance and that's what i have right now and i love the position i'm in so um i think you gotta just yeah. work with your time management yeah. and stuff what do you think well, I, I would say you have to have balance but with a with a major priority and what i mean by that is uh you have to balance like you can't just say i'm be 100 family or 100 uh career or 100 anything but you still have to make one of them your focus because there are going to come times when your career is going to conflict with your family your family is going to conflict with career you have to have that predetermined this is this is what my major focus is going to be so if you're gonna make your major focus gonna be on family, there may be some times that you have to tell your boss that no, sorry, I can't work late today, knowing that it may hurt your career in the future or your potential moving in the future, but it'll help your family in the long run. Or you may decide that hey, I'm gonna let my family know that I'm work late, even though I may miss something that the family's doing, understanding that my family understands that this will help our career. So you gotta make that decision which one you're gonna focus have be your key focus but also still try to balance uh moving forward on both of them so mm-hmm. you're, you're mm-hmm. that's a great advice yes <laughs> i'm about to call you Vanda. i'm about to say look i need some advice <laughs> you get some good advice well that's that's kind of honestly this this two me, me and ebony said all the time 2019 Man, that, that was a tough year for us. That, that this two, 2020, ain't almost ain't nothing. nothing compared to 2019. <laughs> man, that that year, that year taught, and yeah. I mean, it, it's one of them. Them, yeah, I'm never gonna forget that one. Yeah, and I'll never want to learn that lesson again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it made it made our marriage stronger, and it helped us uh, communicate better. That's yes. what you really have to do: yes. communicate with your spouse on your different career goals and really see how much time different things going to take. Cause even we're doing engineering, but we still think about different side jobs and stuff. I know we want to start businesses and I always tell him, Oh, you can do anything. Just make sure you have time set aside for <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. You know? So that that's kind of what, what we're, we're talking about now is just like, Hey, like she said, you can do anything, but make sure you have your priority, your priority set. And that predetermined decision 
already there. So when, when those situations arise, it's not a, a struggle within of what you're going to do because you already made that decision of what you're going to do before you even got to that situation. So uh, we, we already like make sure. And one thing I got to say on my part is uh, like I said earlier, whenever we're talking, listen with, within with no agenda, you just listening so that you can actually learn or hear what they're actually saying mm-hmm. and uh, allow your spouse to be open. Like allow your spouse to say what they want to say mm-hmm. without like getting defensive, defensive yeah, yeah, without getting defensive about it. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yep, that's good. Good stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I would you know tell couples kind of to maybe yearly or quarterly, like to talk to each other to re- as you reevaluate your career mm-hmm. goals and not just hold it on. You know, internally, you're like, I know what I want to do. Um, so like, we'll always say in five years, what do you want? Where do you see our family? Mm-hmm. Like in a year, where do you see our family? I'm like, in five years, I don't want to be working no more. <laughs> like, I, and I always thought I want to climb the corporate ladder. Like I'm going to be the chief marketing officer of some corporation one day mm-hmm. but after becoming a mom and really uh, wanting him to succeed in his career. I'm willing to like, like, I'm cool. I can just be at home. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm good with that. <laughs> And find some little, you know, side things to do, but not necessarily have a full-time job. So mm-hmm. I think as you, you just have to always, like you guys said, always just communicate and talk to each other as you're reevaluating mm-hmm. yeah, your think, wants and needs I, out of your career. And I think the reevaluation, you know, just comes with the seasons. Like, you know, there's always something different that gets introduced or something different that changes, mm-hmm. you know, like everything. I mean, seasons change all the time in terms of what you like, what mm-hmm. you don't like. You know what what you thought you might have liked, but now you learn that maybe that isn't what you like anymore. Mm-hmm, or that yeah. isn't what you see anymore. So in all yep. those moments of those seasons, like you introduce kids, you know, you introduce different circumstances like this COVID-19 stuff is, is is a game changer, too. Like, you know, we we took our kids out of daycare and now that that's another thing that we've that we've had to you know navigate through as well as you yeah. know as well as everybody else in, in the world in terms of that but you know what what a uh, job goal might have been pre-covid is not going to look the same during covid so yeah or post-covid yeah, I'm glad and i think you... like what you like at 25 is different than what you were going to like at 30 or 40 yeah. um yeah, that's, so you have to be open that's so true because uh that, that was a at one point i was telling them when we first got married i wanted to work overseas like really bad like i was looking <laughs> for jobs overseas within our company and everything because i mean the I, the pay was nice and it was just opportunity to travel which i really wanted to do and now uh, a position came up mm-hmm. that i could work overseas and now i'm looking at it like man i, I don't want to do that i don't want to take our kids away from the grandparents uh, i like the, what we got yeah we kind of got established so that those seasons like you was mentioning and like i was mentioning it, it, it's that's a real thing you got to reevaluate and your mindset changes so mm-hmm. that, that was that was nice yeah and i said give yourself grace to grow and give your spouse grace to grow mm-hmm. like and as we figure out our, ourselves because our life our world is so evolving and it changes you know at the blink of eye no one thought 2020 was going to be like no <laughs> no one we thought it was going to be uh, over by so. easter <laughs> <laughs> exactly so you know just give your spouse grace to grow um and change and communicate as ebony and bander said Mm -hmm. so thank you guys so much 
for this talk. I loved it. I learned a lot, like for real. Y'all give some good advice um, <laughs> and give great nuggets of wisdom. Sure, for sure. I'm, I'm just grateful to have you guys come on and share your experience and open up about yourselves. And again, like Lisa said, we we, we done learned something. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for giving us this opportunity. I mean, uh, this. It's always a great pleasure to kind of talk to you guys and yeah. uh, talking to other married couples about what's going on. And we learn something that allows us to to learn more about ourselves, about mm-hmm. our, our friends and families. Too. And how to work through different problems and situations. It's great. Yes. So Darian's going to lead us out with his scripture. So the scripture I have is a short one, but it's one that applies to not only this, but pretty much everything. And it's uh, 1 Corinthians 16, 14. And do everything in love. That is a, a great short script. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep it short and sweet. But, yeah. you know, like, uh, you know, just relating to what we talked about today about having those talks, communicating, listening, um, and just being able to, um, you know, check in with each other and, and not make decisions without, you know, seeing how our spouse might feel and how it affects everything, you know, Whenever we talk, whenever we listen, we should do it with love. Yes, because love is an action. It's yeah. an action yes. word. Yes. Uh, so I challenge our listeners to have a hard, have the hard conversation, or maybe it's an easy conversation, but have the conversation with your spouse about your career goals and where you see yourselves in the next year, two years, five years, um, where you want to go in your career. Talk about different changes, different positions, promotions. If you want to change companies, if you want to change careers, if you want to go back to school, all those things, you need to talk about it with your spouse because one, they're going to be your support, your cheerleader, um, and and y'all are a team, you're a unit, so you need yeah. to communicate with each other. When, when you get um, married and you become one, you know that everything affects that. You know, everything stems off of that. You can't make a career. You shouldn't want to make a career decision or a career change or any big decision without consulting with your uh, second half. So your better half. Better <laughs> half. Yeah. There you go. My my better half. Jesus for sure. My better half. If, if we were if we were like you know those uh those like cartoons where like someone like two people are a horse like oh, one gosh. person's the head oh and no the other person's like the butt oh yeah. gosh Jesus, Jesus always is the better half those twigs. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you for that <laughs> image, <laughs> babe. Uh, thank y'all for joining us. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.